Hi guys, welcome to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today we are going to kick it off with everyone's most hated Kardashian baby daddy, Tristan Thompson, ladies and gentlemen. Which is really saying something considering all of the baby daddies that we had to choose from in that clan. Yes. So Cassie, you know, spring is coming, right? It's not quite here, but spring is coming. It's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And one beautiful thing about spring is new beginnings, right? Just like the way the Lord Jesus rose (laughs) from the dead, we have new beginnings. Right. Well, I believe that um, our good friend of the show, Tristan Thompson, his baby mama really took this time this opportunity to have a new beginning. So baby mama, whose real name is Marilee Nichols. How do you think you would say this? M-A-R-A-L-E-E. Yeah. Marilee. Marilee or Marley? I don't know. I mean, it could be Marley, but if that's the case, that next, that extra A is not necessary. Yeah. Yes. Correct. But see, you fell off the bachelor wagon, but if you were still with us, there was a girl, (laughs) maybe you remember her mayor. Her her name was M-A-R-A and she pronounced it Mara, like Marinara. She was a troublemaker, but um, yeah, she's gone now. She was, she was annoying. Anywho. So Tristan Thompson and Marley, Marley, you know, she was one who announced on her like Instagram story, I guess. Right. And just like kind of made the whole situation all messy. Right. Um, so she gave birth to a little boy on December 1st. Would you like to guess what the baby's name is? Is there any sort of clue you could give me to try and get me on the right track? Well, this isn't really a good clue, but I think you, I think you would like this name. I think you do like this name. Um, it is a four-letter name. Is um, it like basic or? It's not basic, but you've heard it before. You may not know someone with this name, but I think, too, it could be like a dog name almost, too. Okay, okay, okay. A dog name. Is it Nate? No, that's a really good guess, though. Do you want to keep guessing? I'm trying to think of a dog name. What would I name a boy dog? I think if th- there has to be a celebrity that has this name. Levi. No, that's another good guess. So, do you like the name Levi? I do, actually. Okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, there is an actor with this name. I don't know. Okay, four letters. Two of them are vowels. Which I guess it's now we're playing like Wordle over here. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm on like Wheel of Fortune or something. Can I buy another vowel? Okay, so here, I'll here, okay. I'll you can deduce from what I'm about to tell you. So, what is FDR's full name? Franklin. F- Franklin Roosevelt, right? Yeah, yeah. There's another president with the last name <gasps> Roosevelt. Is it Theo? Theo. Oh, I love the name Theo. <laughs> I knew you would. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. Theo is his name, which me being sort of like a name conspiracy theorist, I do like Theo, but also lest we forget that his daughter's, one of his daughter's name is True. 
Mm-hmm. Also a four-letter name and that starts with a T. So True and Theo Thompson. Wow. That is real cute. Theo Thompson. And I think that's just all it is. Um, I don't think it's like Theodore or anything like that. Yeah, that's which, the way I like it too. Yeah, you don't like Theodore? I, it's not that I don't like it, but I feel like it makes Theo more not like an old man name anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It modernizes it a little bit. So Has she posted pictures of the baby. Yes, on her Instagram. Yes, yeah, she's posted pictures. Um, and she said, Theo, my little angel baby, I named you Theo because it means gift from God. Yeah. I had never been pregnant and had been told I might not be able to have children. I couldn't believe I was pregnant. When I saw you on the ultrasound and heard your little heartbeat, I knew I would always protect you and keep you safe. I love you more than you'll ever know. You bring such joy and happiness into my life. My greatest blessing. So her Instagram, I'm trying to find what it is, but she did post these pictures on her Instagram. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely going to have to. I wonder if I can just Google like Tristan Thompson's baby. Yeah, but yeah, her name is Marilee Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Um, and then another thing, too, I'd be interested to get your take on. Um, she did not include Tristan on the birth certificate. Good for her. As the baby's father, because that's where this information came from, mm. I guess, when she finally filed the birth certificate. Um, I mean, good for her. I don't think he should be on there. He's a piece of garbage. So then do you think, like she said in her post, like she didn't think that she could become pregnant. So maybe this actually was just like a freak accident. I mean, obviously not an accident, but like. It, right. and now, so like it happened and she was like, I really don't care what the situation is. Like, I didn't think this would ever happen. So like, I right. And now like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like leaving Tristan off of the birth certificate. Like, I don't know if that means that he's then not responsible for paying child support. I don't know. Mm, That's a good point. That is a good point. I don't really know how that works either. Um, But you have gone on the record and said that you think true Thompson is a cute baby, right? hundred percent. That bitch is so with the cheeks. (laughs) so squeezable i know and even though she's just a little girl and like still has baby teeth i do think it's really cute like her gap in her teeth yes the only thing i will say and this is really me so like if you guys want to like you know cancel me or whatever i understand there's something about her though that just looks like she's a little bit aloof <laughs> is she just like kind of space cadetty yeah like i mean I, just, I feel like she is very cute. Like, I think mm-hmm. her cheeks are cute. Her little baby eyes. Oh, yeah. You know, her eyes are beautiful. She just, I mean, just every time you see her, it's just like she has nothing running through her mind. <laughs> I mean, I know she's a child, but like. Oh, gosh. True. God bless her. I mean, that girl, she's got, she's got her life cut out for her. She sure does. Uh, so do you know the relationship status right now between Chloe and Tristan? Like, are they, like, they're not in a relationship. I don't think so. I really haven't seen anything about them at all recently. Well, obviously, he's been gallivanting sometime last year with Miss Marilee. Mm, I know that's right. <laughs> you know what I want to happen because I think I have said... Okay, yeah, I don't think they're back together, but I watched Celebrity Big Brother. I need to get caught up, so, and don't ruin anything in the DMs, guys, but 
he Lamar Odom is on it mm-hmm. and I always like felt so bad for Chloe I was like oh my god Lamar like he treated her so poorly like he's such an asshole like you know etc etc which I have also noticed I say a lot on the podcast so sorry if anybody else has noticed that as well um but he was just like so open and honest on Big Brother talking about the loss of his child which I didn't know about and how he never really grieved that and you know he feels like it's really you know it impacted him in a negative way and you know he has a lot of remorse for the way that he treated Chloe and her family because they were just so nice to him and he has so much love for them I honestly would like them I would like that to be a thing I think that Lamar has learned his lesson I think he has really changed his ways Mm -hmm. and I mean those two were like they were really in love, I think, based on like made I for each in. other. Yes. Uh, I know. I mean, Lamar really did screw up a good thing. Like it's all on him, which sucks because I'm sure now he obviously realizes like it's all my fault. I could have had it all. Yeah. So at this point now, Lamar, I'm sure, is he like very like sober and clean and everything? Where is he at now? Yeah, it seems to be that way just based on like what I've seen of him on the show. Like he he's st- he still is just like he is such a little softy though. It's so crazy because he's like this huge ginormous man. But like just seeing him in the house and stuff with everybody else, like he is that person that like he's friends with everybody, like he's not into the alliances, he's not into being shysty, like he's just there to like be supportive and have a good time. Yeah. Um but I think he's really, I, I think he actually did reach his rock bottom and has like come up from it. Um, I know, you know, obviously I wasn't there as Chloe. So like the emotional and perhaps physical and et cetera, any other <laughs> trauma that was created by um, Lamar, you know, I don't know if she's able to move past that, but I, he seems like a completely, like, he seems like the genuine guy that we thought we knew. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like Chloe should give that one another chance. I think that he would be a really great dad to True. I think he would, I think he would openly accept her too. Like, you know what I mean? Like would be affectionate and not feel like it's weird and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think it's worth a second shot. That's just my opinion. I don't don't think you're crazy because I definitely agree that like it seemed like they had such a great relationship and we'll never know the truth either in terms of their infertility that they Mm -hmm. went through um, because they did want a child um and now but since then chloe has come out and said that she was like secretly taking birth control and like doing things to avoid actually getting pregnant because of what he was doing kind of behind the scenes i see i see okay which i'm sure after lamar found that out like that's heartbreaking right that that, like you have you were so awful to this woman that that your spouse is like felt like she had to secretly make sure that she did not get pregnant lamb 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 i don't know i have a soft spark for him i think i think chloe should give him a second chance I mean, obviously, they don't need to get married in three months like they did before. Maybe take it a little bit slower. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. But I I think that should be a relationship that is rekindled. Especially now that it seems like he really turned his life around. I I think I I am a believer in second chances. Um, I mean, within reason. Yeah. But it seems like this is an instance that he like has it together. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a big brother question. Okay. 
how do you win Big Brother? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so this is the first time I've ever watched it, actually. So essentially, there's like little competitions that you do against like other team players to win like head of household, who is like the person that can be voted off. So essentially, you just keep doing that and voting people off until there's like two people left. I'm not really sure how the final competition goes, because I've never seen a season all the way through. Um, so I don't know if they just do like one big competition and like whoever wins that like is the winner. I'm not sure if they bring back like all of the past guests and they like vote for the winner. I'm not entirely sure. But what I will say is it has been a lot more entertaining than I thought. I've always been a little bit resistant to it, I guess, because like when it was really big and people really were watching it, we were like 10. So like, I was yeah. Like, I don't care about these people living in a house together. That's boring. Um, but it has been really interesting and like seeing how, especially since it's celebrities and a lot of them are like celebrities that I like, mm-hmm. seeing how they like plot and plan and like how they strategize to like win. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's like mindless TV that's like mildly entertaining. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so would you compare it then? It kind of sounds like the circle. In terms of like you like getting popularity and like making alliances and stuff like that. I would say it's a little bit more cutthroat than the circle just wow. because there's like these people actually see each other. Like there yeah. are a lot of like uh, do you know Todrick? He's like he's like a big like dancer, big on YouTube. Uh I feel like I've heard the name, but I'm not like that familiar with him. Okay, well, he comes into the game and is making an alliance with anybody that will, like, speak to him. (laughs) And I'm just like, that is so fucking shysty. And, like, obviously people start to figure it out because they're like, oh, yeah, me and Todrick, like, talked about an alliance. And they're like, oh, well, me and Todrick just talked about an alliance. But it's just, like, because you can actually see people in person and, like, people are willing to say anything, I think it makes it a little bit more cutthroat. And these alliances, like, get hardcore, like... And there's like more competitions like that make people more vulnerable. And like, if you lose the competition, like then you don't have a chance to be like head of household, which means you can get voted off. Um, But the main premise I would say is very similar to the circle where it is kind of a situation where you're like having to think strategically about how you speak to people and like how you build those relationships and what you do with those relationships. Interesting. Okay. So do you see yourself watching it if it like, you know, next season when it's just regular Big Brother and not celebrity? Like, do you still see yourself watching it? I might give it a shot, but I do think it would be less interesting to watch a bunch of random people do it, if I'm being honest. Interesting. Because I've never I've never seen it. I always kind of thought that it was um, it was supposed to be like the real world, but just with like but with like normal people. Which I mean, the real world was normal people, but like, just like maybe older adults instead of like 20 somethings. And then they all just like lived in a city and partied all the time. It is kind of similar, but like, they're not really like, part like they're not doing anything. Like they're in the house and like, that's it. Like they don't do anything. <laughs> they just they can't talk leave. to each other. They can't watch TV. There's no phones. There's no computers. I go crazy. I always wonder about that. Like on The Bachelor and stuff, what the people do when they're not filming. Like, do you just like walk around, like read a book? I would have to tell these people, like, y'all are going to have to entertain me. Like, I don't care if I have to assign everybody a day, but like, I I cannot 
sit in silence. Like I can't, yeah. do I will go crazy. And I can understand like, you know, you get your phone taken away or whatever, but like, okay, then give me an iPad with some Netflix on it or something Yes, to so give me something to pass the time. Oh my gosh. I know because it's like, people are probably like, oh, well you could read a book. No, thanks. That's only going to entertain me for a little bit. I know. It's like you so have six weeks all I can every do is single read day. Books. Yeah. Ugh. No thanks. Yeah, that's absurd. Interesting. So, anyways, we got from uh Tristan Thompson's baby to Big Brother. So that was today's intro. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Again, Lamar, if you're listening, this is my endorsement to give it another shot with Chloe. I'm just saying, reach out. Yeah, and we could even like facilitate the reconnection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if y'all wanted to come on and you know, we could be moderators, if you will. Right. More I mean, we're we're not licensed, but like we have been in arguments before. <laughs> um and and I'm a Libra so I like when people are in agreement I like peaceful situations so I feel like I that's a strong asset for me and I'm a people pleaser as a trauma response so I will make sure that everyone is happy in the end <laughs> <laughs> wow we are such great saleswomen oh my gosh why wouldn't they want to come on here I know it would be the first case for the FBI love story oh my gosh the first of many yes absolutely we'll move <laughs> on to the rest of the kardashians next <laughs> <laughs> except for travis and kylie yeah i just don't want to talk to them i don't think they're welcome on the pod no offense no, no. that's why i was kind of shook when you said that like tristan thompson is so low on the kardashian baby daddy list like who do you dislike more travis or tristan thompson I really still would have to say Tristan Thompson because like, I mean, although Travis has essentially aided in killing people, you know, he, he has been respectful of Kylie and her family and their children, at least. That's fair. That's fair. And I would say that Scott is probably my least hated. He's probably my favorite. Did you see that he's dating his assistant now? What is she, 22? No, I think she's actually, like, appropriate for his age. Oh, wow. Like, late 30s, 40s or something. She's either his assistant or, like, one of Courtney's former assistants. Oh, my God. That... I understand you have kids with the woman, so, like, you'll never cut ties, but, like, come on. Oh, with Courtney? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like, I mean, maybe this isn't that much of a secret, but, like, Scott literally dates 20-year-olds. <laughs> he has problems. Like, we cannot forget that as a society. He literally dates 12-year-olds. Same with Leo DiCaprio. Like, yeah, but the, I've heard that that dude is, like, fucking nuts. Like, I've heard him come out and, like, say that he is interested in some weird things. Like, I can't mm-hmm. remember any off the top of my head, but I think girls have, like, reportedly said that he's, like, spooky in the bedroom. <laughs> Oh no, I'm scared. That's why I'm he's got to be 20 year olds because these 30 and 40 year old women are like, hell no, I'm not doing that. No. So then he has to bait the 20 year olds. Exactly. Cause they're naive enough to be like, well, it is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. For real. <laughs> well, speaking of baiting, do you want to go ahead and get into this week's topic? Oh yeah. So guys, per a request from our good friend Caroline. We are talking about Leah Remini, her Scientology documentary. 
We watched the whole first season in one week for you guys. That is how dedicated we are to the fans. Very dedicated. It was was such, such hard work to watch 10 episodes of Scientology and learn about all about cults and manipulation tactics. I feel like I'm at my last job again. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Good one. Um, so yeah, I think the, the full title of the show is what, like the aftermath of Scientology or something Scientology and the aftermath. Scientology and the aftermath. Okay. Um, so for me personally, I have not seen any of this series before. I am not really familiar with Leah Remini. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day when it was a big deal, when she did split from the church, but she wasn't really like in our age demographic, I don't think, for yeah. like shows that we would watch. Like she was yeah. on like Roseanne and stuff like that. Like Not as a, as- she was on um Cheers and oh, <laughs> oh crap, what was the other they one? They kept talking about oh, King Saved of Queens. by the Bell. And then okay. like when we were like probably like maybe like 10 or whatever, she was on King of Queens. Okay, yeah, because they did talk about Kevin James there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but to me, she's she's not really like a superstar to me. Were you familiar with her prior to this? I knew about her. Um, I think I'd seen King of Queens, like maybe a couple of episodes. So I was like mm-hmm. familiar with who she was. But like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch this documentary with Leah Remington. <laughs> oh, my God. Does she play Kevin James's? wife yeah okay because like in the in the clips that they showed she looks so young so i was like I, but i don't yeah. actually know how old she is so that show probably was out like in like i feel like early 2000s so yeah yeah okay so then furthermore in terms of my knowledge of scientology prior to this it was pretty limited um what i knew of it basically is what you know just the typical like what people say that's just like the craziest like people in Scientology are just so crazy like it's just so crazy and wacky and out there and it's so weird and oh my gosh so bad Tom Cruise blah 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 so I didn't really know that much about it what was your background so I did know like a little bit about it I won't act like I was like an expert by any means so I guess I knew about the Sea Org like I knew that that was a thing I didn't really understand what it was or why it existed um I also knew that a lot of celebrities were in it like John Travolta and um as you mentioned Tom Cruise Katie Holmes but I guess and even in the first season they don't really answer the question and I don't know if they do in the later seasons but I'm just like why are celebrities gravitating towards this quote-unquote religion like what about it entices them to like join other than they kind of discuss in the documentary that like the Scientology people obviously like got all of Tom Cruise's help like they hired him like maids and all that kind of stuff but I'm like he could do that without Scientology so I really don't even know like the true incentive for all of these famous people to become Scientologists. Yeah, that's a good point because they talked a lot about how the church capitalized on using celebrities to promote the church. Um, and they even had the whole celebrity center and everything. But right. yeah, you're, I mean, I guess other than maybe these celebrities like got something out of being the spokesperson for the church, you know, if it like, Leah Remini, this is something that she genuinely believed in. Yeah. For until 100%. she until she left so Mm -hmm. I guess 
if you're able to be like the poster child for your religion that you hold so dearly, I guess that's something, but you're like, you're right. Like, I mean, I guess like, I don't know, I guess the celebrities, they just, they just use them to gain notoriety, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Cause like I said, I have very limited background, but one question that really stuck in my mind the entire time Mm -hmm. was, do they worship Jesus? I don't think so. Which sounds like such a stupid question, but like I need it answered. I don't think they really worship anything. There was one point where they kind of like brought up like some alien story or something, but like it wasn't true. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was, it wasn't until like episode eight or so when they start talking about how when you're a Scientologist, I mean, you're obviously signing your life away, but you have to promise like not to share any of the specifics, I guess, of their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were like kind of talking about it. And I, this may or may not be true, but they believe that like mankind started from like this alien 75 million years ago, like brought humanity to earth and they like erupted out of a volcano or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they were asking Leah and Mike Renner, who... This is an aside, but I just love both of them. By the end, I was like, these people bring me comfort. I love them dearly. They still, like, they couldn't confirm or deny. So then. I know. It felt like they were almost, like, arguing a little bit with each other about, like, because Leah was kind of like, yeah, they, like, tell you the story, but, like, you're not supposed to believe it. And he's like, oh, like, I thought we were supposed to believe it, or some people do. And I was like, do you guys believe in aliens or no? Yeah. And, like, you were in the same religion, but, like, you're not on the same page here. And then they, they made a really interesting point that really stuck with me, which was what kind of church exists where they don't share their beliefs just outright you know like with christianity like we believe in the birth of resurrection jesus we believe in god and so on and so forth that is how you get people to join your religion is like these are our beliefs but see it almost seems like to me from the documentary and kind of just like who they're talking to and what they're talking about like I don't think that they're actually recruiting new people I think a lot of what is happening is like their parents were in it from like 80 years ago and then their kids were in it and then they had kids that were in it and etc etc like Mm -hmm. I I didn't like there was no one who said like oh when I was 25 I heard about Scientology so I decided to join Mm -hmm. like everybody that you spoke to literally was like yeah my parents were Scientologists and so like I was born into the church I went into the Sea Org when I was like 12 so I don't know that they're actually being productive in making new recruits and I don't even know if they are truly trying to do so Mm -hmm. and I would imagine that's because I feel like someone who has already experienced the outside world as they refer to it Mm -hmm. would be a little bit too skeptical to completely convert and get them wholeheartedly in yeah and that's a really good point too that you're talking about in terms of like when you're in the church and you view the outside world and they said, when you're a Scientologist, everybody who is not a Scientologist is evil Mm -hmm. and has done terrible things. Mm -hmm. And so I guess from that mindset, it's like, why would you want to recruit those people? Yeah. Like those people cannot be saved. 
so after I like kind of got past the whole Jesus thing, even though they kept showing like they use an eight pointed cross as their symbol, but it rem- it re- it represents the eight points of life or something they were talking about. Like one of them's like the self, one of them's family, one of them's like probably fucking Hubbard, and then one of them's probably <laughs> Mister Miscavige. I mean, honestly, if I had to say what they worship, it is definitely whoever's in fucking charge. Like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. So then, then once once I get past it, and I'm like, okay, what like. Why is this a church? Why is this a religion? Like, what do these people believe in? And it basically just boils down to they think that they have, like, superpowers to heal themselves and stuff. Yeah, eventually, once you get to that level. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I want, I want, David Miscavige, I want you to cut your hand off and then grow back. Right. Like, don't be shy. I want to see it. If you want us to believe in this, that like it for that then to be like their whole pillar of their religion, but then like there's no, I mean, obviously, like it's not real, but like no evidence exists. It's just crazy to me. You know what I think is honestly insane too is like, why are they so willing to go to such great lengths to like? destroy these people that are speaking out against them like they literally like the stuff that they did to mike is insane like releasing flyers to his neighbors that he's like this crazy insane person who could like murder them like planting cameras in their neighborhood planting neighbors to Mm -hmm. watch him and one guy even paid the garbage man to bring his garbage to him it is absurd And they follow people around in these, like, blacked out vans. Like, they will just show up on your door and be like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, it's so bizarre to me. It's literally like they are the government. And that one journalist was talking about how he was um, working on a story about Scientology. And he had, like, some of his friends were approached by investigators saying like, how do you know this guy? Mm -hmm. What is his deal? Kind of thing. It is absurd. I think it was that same journalist maybe that was also saying he was like, I covered the war in Korea. Like I have spoken to dictators and I do not have nightmares about any of them the way that I do Scientology. Like, Mm -hmm. I've always known it was crazy. Like, if you told me someone was a Scientologist, I was like, that dude is fucking nuts. Like, that's all I needed to hear. Like, like recently, I actually found out that, um, what was the curly-headed dude from that 70s show's name? Hyde. Oh, I found yeah. out recently that he had allegations of rape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's what? big canceled. Yeah, I was like, what? It's so weird. And then they were like, yeah, he's a Scientologist. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, it all adds up. But I mean, the more that you learned in this documentary, like two and two really do equal four. Like, I'm not crazy for thinking that, mm-hmm. like, especially like that, like, um, God, what was that girl's name? Was her name Amy? I think. Oh, yeah. Um, Amy Scobie. Yeah. And she like came out and she was like, I was like 12 or 14. And like this older man just started having sex with me. And when I told people like they didn't do anything about it. And I'm like, I'm sure Amy was not the only person. Exactly. And I, it was amazing that she could even like talk about it on the show. And her husband was like, yep, it happened to her. Like, oh, and her mom. Yes. I wish more stories went that way. That one was like a heartwarming story. It really was. 
Yes. So for those who don't remember, her mom was the one, the really, really old lady who was talking to Leah and um, like did an interview for the show and then passed away like two weeks later. Which I'm glad she like got to get it all off her chest. Like she knew that she had done like she went out knowing that she had done everything she could to prevent that from like happening again. And it was it was definitely really sad because I thought she was just like so spunky, like the way that she spoke about it. And but that was a good interview. That was a good story for them to share. Yeah, I agree. So later in um the show towards the end. Leah and Mike start talking about how they're like getting a legal case together to mm-hmm. like bring forth against Scientology. And of course they like don't get into specifics about what they intend on doing and everything. How successful, if at all, do you think their legal case would be like after this show? It's hard for me to believe with the like tactics and manipulation that like Scientology seems to be able to have to lead me to believe that they'll be successful and this kind of ties into something that I dug in a little bit into um, since watching the show so they kind of briefly mention it this season that Shelly Miscavige disappeared which is David Miscavige the leader of Scientology's wife um, and ultimately is the main reason why Leah Remini ended up leaving Scientology so she was the one who filed a missing report with the police and so I was kind of reading some theories and such about you know what people think has happened to Shelly because she literally has not been seen since her father's funeral in 2007 like that is a very long time for the leader's wife who used to be at every single event to be missing um and basically they said that police just dismissed the case and were like yeah, we've met with her and people are like, when, where, what did she say? What is she doing? Where is she? And they're like, don't worry about it. Like they're just like, whatever. So So I'm just like, Scientology has such a hold on, you could say the right or the wrong people Mm -hmm. that I worry it would be very difficult for them to get the case very far if anywhere at all. Yeah. I mean, just given all of the resources and Mm -hmm. the lengths that they're willing to go. The money to the money um so yeah going back to Shelly Miscavige because they did not talk a lot about it on season one um so as of right now in 2022 is she still considered a missing person by former Scientologists and in general yes Uh but the police have dismissed the case they say that she's not missing like they've seen her like all as well whatever but a lot of the former Scientologists so they kind of talk about this in the um first season too like Mike said that he was there like in the hole I think is like mm-hmm. kind of what they called it um which basically sounds worse than prison um, yes. um but they're kind of like there was this whistleblower that was like a surveillance kind of security guy um and this was from me looking up theories by the way but that said that they specifically like there was like a a shift that was assigned to specifically like stay outside of her house like for 12 hours at a time so Mm -hmm. essentially 24 hour watch there were 
there was someone outside of where she lived allegedly. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where like people are suspecting like, okay, she's probably being held in either her house or maybe in the hole and she's being monitored constantly so that she's not allowed out and can't go anywhere and can't be seen and all of those things, which honestly like is not that insane because from what I was reading, apparently her and her husband um, had kind of like a disagreement before um, she disappeared or <laughs> right they, whatever I think they say that she's on a special project so before she went on her special project um she basically wanted to kind of change some of the ways that he was operating the organization um and as you can imagine from kind of the way that he was described in the in the first season he would not take that well so some people do believe that she's dead Mm-hmm. And he's just never going to say anything about it. But I personally think if she was dead, I think he would have let it be known because I was also reading that her mom had a very suspicious suicide where she had three gunshot wounds to the chest and one to the head from a rifle. Uh, what? I'm like, how does one? That would be physically impossible. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, okay, if this dude wanted to kill his wife, like, I just genuinely believe that he like would have let it be known like because this was after her mom was kind of becoming like anti-Scientology or like didn't agree with the way he was like starting to do things Mm -hmm. so that's the only reason that I kind of feel like she's still alive I just think she's probably wishes she was dead (laughs) is it possible that she ran away you know escaped the church and now David is like not embarrassed but they want to hide that fact that she left and you know, to not encourage anyone else to mm-hmm. run away I think that would be really 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 hard to do just because they really do in that compound they have 24-hour surveillance like yeah there is someone watching every single spot at every single moment mm-hmm. um I didn't read any theories on that, but perhaps, I mean, like maybe it was a situation where like maybe someone had her hidden in the car or something and like drove out of the compound and like, I don't know. Being David Miscavige's wife and she's trying to like coordinate all that, someone would have ratted her out. Exactly. That's how I feel too. Like there's no way, like unless it was Leah Remini or Mike, I mean, like those are the only people I can imagine doing something like that. Um, And obviously they don't know where she is, so they didn't do it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. I don't, I think if someone was going to do that, they would be too scared. Yeah. Gosh, David David Miscavige just looks like an absolutely terrifying human being that I would never want to be in a room with. No. Or even like within a five mile radius of and just like the complex that this has given him like he is just out here like fucking knocking people out doing whatever he wants and just saying whatever he wants who gonna check me boo exactly who gonna check me exactly right. nobody's gonna check david because <laughs> they're gonna get checked in in the jaw oh my gosh the amount of people that um, have said that they have been physically assaulted by that man though is just like and just didn't think twice about it they were like oh he's stressed right exactly (laughs) and I noticed too some of the women they weren't directly abused by him but he would like tell his secretary like hit her across the face right now 
like I guess he had still, you know, wanted to maintain, like, don't hit woman. Yeah, he can't hit a woman. But then <laughs> woman. ordered another woman to hit these people. Like it's absurd. But the um, fact that there's a woman out there in Scientology that's like, yeah, okay, yeah, so I'll do it. <laughs> more fucked in my head than him hitting men i don't know i'm david's designated slapper that is yeah that is my role i I literally can't like i i think it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier that it's just like a general generationally ingrained Mm -hmm. religion because i just can't I understand that people join cults all the time. I get it. But this one is just so fucking far-fetched that I just don't think you can recruit people and, like, get them to stay. It's fucking nuts. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that there are people who genuinely don't see an issue with it. And I I feel like we've even talked about that on the podcast where it's just, like, you know, I don't want to say that this cult is legit, but you can see, like, the Manson followers yeah can see like how one may believe that but i agree with this one it is just like way too far-fetched what in your brain is not clicking where you're like i have paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars yes for this and i still cannot heal myself i get hit in the face all the time i can't talk Mm -hmm. to my family right i can't do anything or even like the amount of time that Leah was saying was dedicated to like doing these courses and whatever, like you would be in class from like 9am to 10pm. Like, how is that? Like, how do you hear that? And you're like, oh yeah, I should have to not be able to work a full-time job or a job at all. Right. In order to do Scientology. Right. That was another big question that I had, because that's what they were talking about with the Sea Org members. Those were like their typical kind of hours. What the hell are you doing that entire time? I kind of was thinking that too. I'm like, what are they doing on that fucking boat? What are you doing that entire time? Like, like we talked about earlier, they're not really big on like missions. Like you're not going out recruiting people. I guess you're just like getting audited and like... Like, I don't even know. And maybe like they can't, it probably is not public knowledge, whatever they do. But yeah. And I think Leah said too, even if you aren't a CMA, a Sea Org member, you're still expected to spend two and a half hours every single day yeah. doing Scientology stuff. That's crazy. On top of your, you know, other existing Regular life. Stuff. And another thing about the Sea Org too, is that they explained that when women Sea Org members get pregnant, they are forced to get abortions. Yeah. I, I, is it they have to or is it only if they're not married or something? No, I think they have to. Oh, they just always have to? That's, yeah. yeah. I do remember that happening, but I couldn't remember if it was like they always had to or if they weren't married. So if you wanted to start a family, like there was that one couple, I forget their name, that one couple who they were both Sea Org members, but they wanted to have kids. So they had to drop out of the Sea Org, which this whole way of thinking is like actually the 180 complete opposite of Christianity, which is interesting because you would think if you had this great, perfect, awesome religion, you like don't want to have like Scientology babies I guess they didn't want them to be distracted from whatever they're doing to benefit Scientology on the fucking boat whatever that may be yeah whatever it is is they're doing on that boat they're like no babies but when they're talking about you know their whole deal is like the whole being and like your mind and your body and everything 
what better experience to like have all of those work together than having a child like it was it was just very wacky to me but obviously like you said I mean these people they they will still leave I mean and not even leave the church just leave the sea organization have children and then I guess those kids then join the sea org when they are 12 years old I just I don't I don't know I just don't know <laughs> but like I I feel like I know that they don't explain it that well but I imagine that whatever they do on that boat or whatever they're able to claim with that boat or whatever has something to do with them being able to get more money. And the reason I say that is because Mm -hmm. they have a lot of locations around the country. For Mm -hmm. example, they have one in DC. There is not a single person that is ever in any of those buildings, but it's like, they're able to get like tax credits or like there's, there's something involved there that allows them to like either get more money or like not have to, I can't remember exactly what it is, but essentially they have fake buildings right. in the country to essentially get more money or save money somehow. I guess then when they build more buildings, they can then claim to the government, look, our religion is growing. We yes. have this many more buildings or whatever, right. which like you said, no one's in them. That's one thing that really upset me too is, I mean, this is kind of like the root of the whole issue is the whole tax exempt status thing. Yeah. And the fact that they are legally recognized as a religion. Yep. It's just so stupid. And have people like, what did Leah Remini said? She spent like a million dollars or something like that. Scientology. And they got, they got exactly a million dollars. Not a penny was taken, not a penny left. Which this brings me back to Tinder Swindler. Like that was her decision, you know? Right, exactly. I guess in theory, she didn't have to spend the money. Obviously there was a ton of pressure there because they were like, you need to constantly like take these classes and level up and then we'll knock you back down. You got to redo it again, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, there should have been a comma here and there wasn't. So now you have to buy the new book and reread it. (laughs) Absurd, absurd. So like you said, they just, they have all this money that is- totally like it doesn't have to be filtered at all to get anything anything taken out but i'm gonna tell you one thing that that money did not go towards and that was l ron hubbard's dental work oh my gosh i know that's right (laughs) to see that dusty old man (laughs) and his nasty teeth one more time and then oh gosh. The icing on the cake was just at the very end when they were talking about uh like this guy was doing all this investigative work and turns out the military document that they had for L. Ron Hubbard was fraudulent. Mm. I was like, of course it is. Of yeah, right. Is. I'm like, what? Like you really think like I understand that some people that go into or come out of the military are not well I understand that but I'm like you really think a man that is like I am willing to sacrifice my life for this country is gonna come out here and create this nonsense (laughs) I mean then also they I wish they like made fun of this a little bit more but the fact that the sea organization is just like a ripoff of the navy a hundred percent like you can't do any you can't think out of the box a little bit more on that one Elrond I know, even the uniforms. He's like, hmm. Everything. Make them look like the Navy. Who cares? It's literally called the Sea Organization. And for what? It's literally the definition of what the <laughs> Navy is. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. And it was so funny to me because I guess the church claims that L. Ron Hubbard like cured himself of blindness and all this other stuff. And then they found his legit document and turns out he just had pink eye and some hip pains. But also, like, this man died of a fucking stroke. So I'm just like, okay, so y'all believe that he was, he had crossed the bridge, to use their terminology or whatever the fuck you were supposed to do. Yeah. And he still died from a stroke. He couldn't (laughs) heal the stroke. His brain was just too powerful. He decided it was time to, and also, if they think that you continue to live life, why do they not think that L. Ron Hubbard has come back, much like people think Jesus came back to life? Like, that was something that hasn't connected in my head yet. I'm like, do y'all, like, think that he came back and is, like, not going to come back to the organization he created? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point, especially because they were talking about, in the beginning, part of the series this is a really interesting point to me was that because you live multiple like you just can't like you're just continuously born again for that reason like you can't be that connected to your children or your parents or your siblings or whatever just because they're your that's just that in this lifetime exactly they were like you'll have plenty of mothers and plenty of children and plenty of whatever right so l ron hubbard where you at Exactly. I'm like, where are all these people that have died and come back? Like, did he accidentally come back as like a slug? And like, so it's like, oh, maybe next time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that is interesting. I feel like if I did like a really deep Reddit dive, I could probably like find out what their whole deal in terms of like, you know, we were talking about earlier with the whole like alien thing, because that needs to be clarified here i am like scrolling through the scientology website as if it's going to give me any good useful information <laughs> right? like they're going to give you the truth there yeah mm-hmm. oh my goodness getting a but lot of alternative facts i honestly the part that i thought was really the saddest was hearing mike's family that is still in scientology the way that they spoke to him and the letter that his daughter wrote him and the interview that she did for Scientology saying that like her dad wasn't there when she needed him. And Mm -hmm. she basically talked about like how he was a terrible person and how he hated her and all of these things. Like that made me so sad because it's just like, I mean, I just can't understand, like, I I think about it, like, if that was my mom or my dad or whatever, like, I just can't imagine seeing them, like, willingly walk away from everything that they had and, like, speaking about this and not hearing them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you're saying, like, you would really be affected by the whole, like, disconnect? Yeah. Like, I would almost be like, so my let's just pretend Mike is my dad. I wish he was. Yeah. That would be great. Anyway. Um, like, let's just say that's my dad and I grew up with him. I loved him. We had a great relationship and all of a sudden he decides that he is willing to leave me, my brother, his brother, his mom, his wife all behind to get away from this religion. Like in my mind, it would immediately click and be like, huh? Why is he willing to give all of that up just to get out? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I just don't understand how that doesn't click that way. Cause he was treated awful. Like he was held in that like jail hole situation the whole. For, like, years at a time. Yeah. Like he got the crap beat out of him multiple times by David. Like 
And he was even like one of the highest ranking members of the yes, church. He literally did everything to preserve like their what is the their reputation, if you yeah. will. Like literally would sit there and bold face lie. Like they're like, we heard that David hits you. And he's like, oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like he was man in the eye, probably with a black eye, and was like, no, he doesn't. He's never put his hands on anybody. I've never, yeah, never. I feel like this kind of just like speaks to this is like a bigger whole like thing about religion but I feel like religion to me like to be part of a religion it should like the whole point of religion is like push you to like have good morals and be a good person and like you know live like Jesus did and you know there's a there's a purpose to life and everything I I feel like that's just sort of basic across all religions like no matter how you how you dice it this Scientology business I feel like this is not fall in that at all I think that they don't really discuss it enough because you know you hear like when they flash back to like Leah Remini talking like when she was supporting and promoting Scientology Mm -hmm. she would always talk about how they were like helpful and benefiting like the environment and the community but like no one ever really discusses like why did you say that? Like, what are they allegedly doing mm-hmm. for com- the environment in the community? Because I imagine there's got to be something that gets people interested mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, we, we believe in doing X, Y, and Z to achieve ABC. And that's kind of what it sounded like she was saying in those previous clips. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they don't discuss that because they don't want to provide any kind of positive connotation to Scientology, but I feel like there's something there mm-hmm. as far as like a mission or whatever, but they just, they don't, they don't talk about it at all. Yeah. They like briefly mentioned that I guess they have some sort of like narcotics anonymous group mm-hmm. that they facilitate, mm-hmm. which like, no, thank you. In terms <laughs> like given what we saw with um, Brandon, oh, who yeah. is the guy who suffers from bipolar disorder and they're like, yeah, we're just going to give you some vitamins and lock you in a room for a week by yourself. That's, that'll that'll do it. That'll fix it. Fix it right up. Like, what? And it was so sad. Sorry, this is, like, kind of unrelated to what you were talking about. But that, that part was really sad for me to, yeah. like, watch him. Now that he knows and has, like, actually been to legit therapy to be like, yeah, I was having a manic episode as part of my bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, it'll, it'll pass. I'll be fine. Was he the same one who had the twin brother? No, he he was one of three brothers. Oh, okay, okay. And the one he was the one one of the brothers was still in the church. Yes. And okay. in a manic episode, he drove to the church and threw a hammer through the window. Yes, yes. And yes, now yes. has a felony on his record because right. the church like prosecuted him to the fullest extent, which was then interesting because I think Mark made the comment like with any other church, you know, they just kind of be like, okay, that, you know, we'll, we'll pray for you. We'll pray about <laughs> it. We'll like, we'll, we'll raise, away. we'll raise some money to, you know, get the window fixed, everything, you know, Scientology, <laughs> no, like that obviously did not happen. They're like, you're a felon now. Congratulations. Yes. And he was like, I guess he could have gotten a knockdown to a misdemeanor and they're like, no, because I guess vandalizing a church or like a religious yeah quote-unquote building is automatically a felony which poor guy now he has that on his record forever which you you are a hero sir 
throwing yeah, my right? hammer. <laughs> we commend you. The hammer throw heard around the world. <laughs> yeah. Not to 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 be sad again but the guy that I mentioned with the twin brother I guess like and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm like vaguely remembering this I think the situation was that he had left the church but his brother hadn't is that right that is ringing a bell yeah I don't know if I could put their names to it oh I definitely could not give you names but essentially like I, I for some reason I'm thinking that like his brother was the only one still in the church because I remember him talking about how someone told him that his brother had died and they were not in communication anymore. They hadn't like talked obviously because they were disconnected and he had to call his mom and tell her that he died. And it seems like that was something that was pretty normal because even Mike was talking about how his mom was still in the organization and like he found out like quite some time after she passed away that she had passed away because someone finally told him like he had no idea and I just like I can't even imagine like that sounds so awful like not only like not really being it it sounded like he kind of talked to his mom still a little bit Mike did yeah but just sitting there living your life and you find out like oh your mom died a a few months ago we thought we would tell you like that's not a good feeling it's like I can't that's awful I know the whole disconnect thing is like the lengths that they will go to disconnect. Like you mentioned, it kind of seemed like Mike's mom was still like writing him letters and they Mm -hmm. were like staying in touch that way. And it wasn't, I feel like some of the other members, they would write letters to their family members to be like, I hate you. Don't ever talk to me ever again. Essentially. So they didn't file a missing person report or something was kind of what Amy alluded to earlier. Okay. That would make sense. (laughs) That would make sense yeah the way that they tore apart family so that's why when Brandon threw that hammer I was like yes this poor kid lost his brother to this terrible organization Mm -hmm. and has undiagnosed bipolar disorder hell yes he should throw that hammer through the window I mean he could have done a lot worse in my opinion (laughs) he really could have they should count their lucky stars that's what I'm saying it could have been someone's head with the hammer but also they have 20 other buildings. So what, you know, they have so many buildings. Why don't they just move to the next one? I know. And it's like, what is really one window, guys? I mean, just so extra for no good reason. Just use your brain to, to fix the window. Oh, yeah, right. Isn't that something that y'all should be able to do once you cross the bridge or whatever? <laughs> what is that called? Is it called like cross the bridge? I feel like I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. The bridge to total freedom. In the irony of that, total freedom. But yeah, right. But you literally live in a cult where you're told what you do all the time, and sometimes you're held captive against your will. I don't know. And you certainly don't have financial freedom because you paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get there. Minimum. The fact that the contract says that you sign for a billion years, like, why is that even necessary? A billion years, and they kept referring it as that, like the billionaire contract. Yeah. But I'm like, but yet y'all aren't sitting here like going back to my previous point. Like, I guess they say a billion years because essentially they believe you like come back and keep living lives. Where are these people? Why haven't they come back? Do you have to sign a contract every time you come back? That's what I I was just about to say. Do they remember (laughs) signing the contract? Like how, like just nothing connects for me. The math is not mathing. No, it's not. Two plus two equals 17 to them. I don't know. (laughs) So to wrap things up, I... I enjoyed the series. I love Leah. That girl tells it like it is. 
<laughs> I love her style. I love her vibe. And you can tell that she was very profoundly affected by a lot of these stories mm-hmm. that she did. Yeah. Um, well, that she learned. And even though it's basically just like the retelling of the same story, which the story is Scientology sucks and yeah. it's sourced. Each story had its own like little nuance to it. And just to see all of these freaking families like just getting torn apart and like all these lives ruined. Yeah. It was really sad. And I mean, I feel like she really opened a lot of people's eyes because I think I would say like the knowledge that I had before watching it was like pretty much the knowledge that other people had of it. Like, I don't think people really understood or knew like, what is it called when they make the Sea Org? No, when they make them separate dis a disconnect yes I literally just said it five minutes ago but anyway (laughs) my brain disconnected um like I feel like that's something that we wouldn't know about because like there aren't there weren't before her really there weren't that many people speaking out about the negative impact that Scientology has had on their family so like it really was like heart felt I felt like seeing like true intimate details of what Scientology has done to people because I don't think anybody had that kind of information before exactly and to like lay it out like these are all the different levels that you can do and like this is what everything costs and we had to work for 13 hours a day or whatever it was and I feel like I'm not sure you know in the other seasons if they kind of start to switch it up a little bit more but I feel like they wanted to kind of talk to people who all had similar stories because I think they wanted to really emphasize like we're not just finding people that had bad experiences to share bad experiences like you're hearing people say the same story over and over because like that's the majority of people's experiences so freaking sad would you be interested to watch seasons two and three yeah no I definitely would be interested to watch them and see I mean I would be interested to see what else they could add like honestly it's a little bit surprising to me that there's two more seasons if I'm being honest like yeah just because what we did see was a lot of it was a lot of repetition like I still enjoyed it but I'm just like is it going to be more of the same thing because I don't know that I could watch two more seasons of the same thing like is there going to be new information how I would be interested to see how they develop it, I guess. And I guess you got to keep in mind too, that this was just the first season. Like they just want, they were like, let's just see what happens kind of thing. And then towards the end, you could see like when they were starting to get feedback on everything. So maybe who knows in the next season two and three, they can actually talk about like, what does the church even believe in? What's with the dude with the volcano? Like what's going on? I want them to talk more about Shelly because I, yeah. I, that one is still one that just, it does not like, I just don't understand how these people are like, that's not weird. <laughs> that's not a red flag at all. Right. Like literally the, the leader, the leader of your church has been with his wife everywhere. She's been at everything. Also something that I read, sorry, because I know we're trying to wrap up, but something that I read that was interesting when I was doing my Shelly research, apparently she was the one with ta- that was tasked with finding a suitable mate for Tom Cruise. Oh, really? Yes. And so the way she went about it was reaching out specifically to female actresses mm-hmm. who were in Scientology and luring them in saying they were auditioning for um, a Mission Impossible movie, which 
Tom Cruise's agent or whomever has said that that's not true. Mm -hmm. Of course. But essentially, Shelly set up Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. Wow. So that's why a lot of people were like really confused and suspicious as to why she was not at the wedding. Right. Because she basically said literally created it. She like literally is the reason that this wedding is happening and she's not here. Wow. Weird. Yeah, that is that is too coincidental. Mm-hmm. That is suspicious and everyone notices it. Interesting. Well, I'll have to do some of some of my own research too to see what's going on with old Shelly because I do love a good conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Of course, I hope she's not dead somewhere, but I really I really don't think she is. Like I really think if he killed her. He would just, similar to her, her, her mom, obviously someone killed her mom. Mm-hmm. Like it does not take a genius to realize like <laughs> you can't shoot yourself with a rifle in the chest and the head, right. especially f- four times. How did you live past the first one? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so he obviously has paid off some police officers and coroners and doctors, et cetera, et cetera, because it was deemed a suicide. Uh So I feel like if he could do that to her mom, because her mom was starting to like disagree with how he was running the church, I feel like he would do that with her as well. Like, I just don't think he would cover it up. Yeah. That's just my opinion. But I mean, as I demonstrated, this church has knows no bounds no go to any length to accomplish whatever it wants to exactly no one will ever understand um but this was a good watch i'm happy we watched it i feel much more knowledgeable in terms of scientology especially because it is like in pop culture all the time i feel like people don't really talk about it as much anymore as like back in the you know katie holmes tom cruise heyday exactly so yeah so i hope y'all enjoyed it too we got seasons two and three. I guess this is our first episode about like a cult. A whole season. Yeah, and a whole season. That's true. But I enjoyed it. Um, so now we're planning for next week. Should we announce what we're watching next week or keep the audience on the edge of their seats, like always? Hmm. What do you think? You picked this one, so I think we'll maybe we'll leave some hints on Instagram or something Um, because I definitely think this is definitely something that a lot of people are watching right now. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of y'all have been watching too, but I guess we'll just post little hints on Instagram and stuff like that. And then, so that episode will be out next week. I'm excited. I haven't watched any of it yet. Um, Yeah, I haven't either. I've, I've seen that it's out, but I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I honestly had no, this might be a clue to some people that know us well. I had absolutely no intention of watching <laughs> it ever, but I, I know how much you enjoyed. I'm using past tense because. You know, <laughs> Thank you. But you have always enjoyed this person and, you know, production is something that this person does well. So I'll give it a shot. I appreciate you doing that for me and by extension the pod because it should be good but that'll be interesting though because you are not interested in this person I am interested in this person so who knows what we'll think yep it'll be interesting we're gonna come in and I'm gonna be like I loved it and Kristen's gonna be like I fucking hated it (laughs) (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get that's right we're like a box of chocolates that's exactly right All right. Well, Cassie, where can everyone find us? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Instagram at a case, the number four, the FBI. 
or you can reach us by email at any time at a case the number four the fbi at gmail.com beautifully said dms are always open people yes please tell us what you want us to talk about what you want us to watch um we're actually thinking about starting this new fun thing this week where we're going to share some really embarrassing things from our facebook um so we are also open and welcome to sharing anyone who would like to also share theirs because let's be honest they're cringy and we all did it so sometimes it's fun to commemorate together on the cringe yes if you want to shame your past self then this is for you yes um (laughs) apparently Kristen did not um embarrass herself on Facebook quite as much as I did um but we will be providing some content we would love to see your guys's. Let us know if you are open to us sharing it on our story. If not, me and Kristen are still here for a good chuckle. So let us know about your embarrassing posts on the Facebook. Getting ready to go to bed. Text me. Thinking of him. The cell's good. <laughs> cell's good. <laughs> HMU. <laughs> Winky face. Oh, the simpler days. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things though, where like, when you see that other people did it too, you're just like, it was all of us. It was like, collectively we were cringy. So a little bit, no need to single anybody out. It was an entire generation. Exactly. Exactly. So Gen Z y'all are probably going to start doing stupid shit like that too. We've been there, done it. I know posting your embarrassing TikToks, which are actually embarrassing now, but you guys just don't realize it yet. (laughs) yeah give it 10 years yeah you're gonna be like oh my gosh what was i not age like fine wine honey (laughs) no 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 (laughs) all right guys well i hope you enjoyed this episode please let us know if you want us to do seasons two and seasons three i feel like me and kristen will probably watch them anyway um but let us know if you want us to talk about it on the podcast or If you just want overarching thoughts once we finish it, you know, let us know what y'all want to hear. Perfect. And you can always rate us on Spotify. Give us a five-star rating if you so desire. Um, And also on on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a five-star review. And you can also write a review, too. You can actually put some words on there. So we would love it if you could write, rate, and review us on those platforms. Swipe up to subscribe wipe up we're not quite there yet we'll get there one day i'll know how to do that (laughs) we'll figure it out (laughs) all right guys well thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys next week all right bye bye